Hey, I'm Jesse. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and we're closing in on the end of this phenomenal book. And the fireworks are going off. When you get to the end of a fireworks display, you get the grand finale, and all sorts of stuff starts coming out. And this is one of those standalone bursts of color in the darkness. It's a short verse, but it has tremendous effect. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 14. Yesterday, we saw one of his final bursts of fireworks in the grand finale. Be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong. Oh, come on, that's amazing, right? And then the very next verse, do everything in love. It, it's, it's just a few words. It's just four very short words, but it does change everything. So don't think that I'm going to be stretching too far when I try to apply this verse. Cause I don't want to just see the firework go off and be like, ooh, that was pretty. Do everything in love and then not change a thing. Because if you're off base with this and then you implement this, it does in fact change everything. And the word everything is 25% of the word count in this verse. This harkens back to what he taught us in chapter 13. That it doesn't matter if you've got knowledge and the, the ability to prophesy and mountain moving faith. Your mountain moving faith means precisely Jack. If you don't love people, you don't love the people you're trying to reach, you don't love the people in your church, there's no love there. None of it means a thing. Do everything in love calling back what we learned in chapter 13. And if you're not doing everything in love, it does actually change everything. If you are really good at your particular spiritual gifts in the church, and you've come to a point where you feel like you've kind of monopolized your position, and then you just kind of show up at church and you punch the clock, you know? And, and like I showed up and I did my job. I served on the tech team. I manned the camera in the back and I was the sound engineer. You know, I, I did my job and, and now we're done. And there's never, it's not done in a way that is loving in that like you get irritated with the stupid media pastor who keeps recruiting these young bucks. You don't know what they're doing. And you're like sitting there with your big earphones on and you're man in the cam and you're like, ah, these morons. Like, guess what, man? Your service in the Lord means Jack, you gotta do this in love. In fact, I'm gonna speak on behalf of your media pastor. Like he would probably rather you phase out and let somebody else come in who actually wants to do the ministry because your ministry means Jack. Your, your gift doesn't work well. It means nothing. It doesn't matter if you can fathom all mysteries. If you have not love, you're a resounding gong, a clanging symbol. It doesn't mean anything. If you have the gift of hospitality and you produce the most amazing meal ever, but then you throw it in people's faces, guess what? Your gift of hospitality means nothing. If you're, if you're gifted with teaching and you use all of your time to boost your own personal agenda and your own personal brand and your own, says the guy who has something that like has his name on it afterwards. Forgive me, please. Like if you're, if you're trying, if you do all of, all of your, all of your energy goes into just making you look like the source of all the wisdom that you're teaching. And it's not because you genuinely love the people on the other side of the camera, love the people who are in the room with you and love the people who are going to hell 
and the doors outside of where you meet. None of that means a thing, man. Do everything in love. Do everything in love. And what's so cool about that is that if, if it's done even with a lack of giftedness, but great love, I've seen God use such humble contributions to achieve eternal and significant results that could not have ever been achieved by people who brought to the table world-class expertise. I mean, give me, you know, give me a guitarist in my band for a worship ministry who like really loves Jesus, but on a scale from one to 10, you know, like maybe he's a six or a seven. Any day over a guy who is a solid 10 in his skill level, but genuinely like does not love Jesus, does not love the church, does not love the lost, shows up, punches the clock, does his gig, and then leaves. Okay, like give me the guy who loves, but needs to learn any day and then watch what God does with the contributions of that six or seven on guitar. He's pretty solid, okay? He's better than most for sure. He shows up and he uses his gift what he, the way that he can. Like watch God use that music ministry, anoint that worship, anoint his own personal ministry. Watch him teach guitar lessons to some of the students in the student ministry as they begin their own student band. They begin to grow and they begin to become worship leaders one day. And he's still kind of strumming his rhythmic style. By the time he's, by the time he kicks the bucket, he'll be at an eight or a nine. But the biggest gift in his life is how he's loved these young students to teach them up. He's loved his family. He's, he's worshiped. He's, he's been on stage strumming a guitar, sure, but really like worshiping in spirit and in truth. He's, he may not be the most skilled ever in the world, yeah, but he loves Jesus and he loves his church and he loves all of the lost people going to hell on the, in, outside the doors and he wants fewer of them to go to hell. Yeah, and that's what motivates his guitar playing. There's no greater motivation. There's no greater reason to play guitar. I've seen God use the humble contributions of the less skilled to achieve great, great things. When we do everything in love, like I said, it's four words but it really does change the church, man. And it changes your ministry in your church. It changes your, the, way you con, you, the way you bring your contribution to the church. If you're a jerk about your gift, it doesn't matter. But if you come because like, I love God, I love his people, I love his mission, I love our broken city, I wanna see God bring revival to it. Wow, that's phenomenal. It may be just one little burst in this grand finale fireworks display at the end of 1 Corinthians. And it's just four words, but man, doesn't it change everything? Would you take these four words and press them to your heart? And would you consider for a moment that you may not have been really doing what you're doing in love? You may have been doing it in obligation, doing it in pride, doing it out of spite. I've seen that before, oddly. You know, you're doing it in a total haze, confusion. You don't really know why you're doing it. And bring it into alignment with this. Consider the space that exists between like your current motivations and this. I'm doing it out of selfish ambition, frankly, but if I do it out of love, what changes? I'm doing it out of spite, but then when you do it in love, what changes? I'm doing it, I'm doing it for fill in the blank reason other than love and then do it in love. What changes as you alter your focus from some sort of selfish or sinful ambition to I do what I do because I love God and I love his people and I love this church and I, and I wanna see God bring revival here. I'm filled with this Holy Spirit. 
same Holy Spirit than everybody else around me who's gifted very differently from me. And when we come together as a collective, we are the body of Christ. It's beautiful. I love that. Get to that place. Get to that place. And then watch how much more you end up loving the way you serve your church. See, I told you, man, it's four words, but it can be radically transformative. I didn't want to just speed past this brief, brilliant fireworks display in the grand finale of First Corinthians.